just four walls and a roof. All I need is a builder and a contractor. An architect is an unaffordable luxury. An architect just does drawings. These are a few myths and misconceptions about an architect. This week on the Curious Arc, we will look at who an architect is, the role they play, and how a person can become an architect. By the end of the episode, we would have debunked these misconceptions. The word architect is derived from two ancient Greek words, archi, which means chief, and tekton, which means builder. A combination of the two words is architecton, which simply means chief builder. For much of history, there was no distinction between the artisan who designed the building and the one who constructed it. The school was passed on through apprenticeship because there were no specialized schools. Then beginning in the 1500s, the increasingly availability of paper and pencils and the development of linear perspective drawing enabled buildings to be planned much more extensively before they were constructed. In the 1800s, new organizations such as the American Institute of Architects and the Royal Institute of British Architects were formed to establish professional standards for architects and to help them promote their crafts. An architect can be defined as a professional who is qualified to design and provide both aesthetic and technical advice on built objects in our public and private landscapes. But this definition barely scratches the surface of an architect's role. Architects serve as trusted advisors, blending diverse requirements and disciplines in a creative process while serving the public interest and addressing health and safety matters. Architects provide solutions through the use of artistic imagination and creative vision to design spaces where their ideas and techniques are represented through form, light, textures, materials and colors to fulfill our aesthetic, spiritual and culture needs. They also solve solutions through practical and technical knowledge to create spaces that are safe, efficient, sustainable, and meet economic needs. And also solving problems through interpersonal skills, psychological understanding, and ethical practice to craft spaces that fulfill the complex and sometimes conflicting needs of clients, users, and the community. Today, there are several different architect jobs under the architect umbrella. Some of these specialized roles include a design architect, technical architect, project manager, interior designer, and landscape architect. A design architect is the most common type of architect. They're responsible for conceiving a project's overall design. They interpret a client's needs 
analyze the building site and its surrounding environment, consider the budget, and then create a design within these parameters. A technical architect is responsible for fine details of a building's planning, ensuring that the building will be successfully built and that it will function once it's built. Technical architects produce construction drawings and participate in the construction administration. Smaller projects may not separate the design and technical roles, but for large-scale projects like office buildings, skyscrapers, warehouses, technical architects are essential. However, in Zambia, there is a mix of both the design architect and technical architect. In most cases, the design architect will come up with a design that will fit the client's needs after they have analyzed the building site and its environment and, uh, and have also considered the budget. And after coming up with the design, they produce construction drawings that will be used during construction of that building. The creation of new buildings is a complex endeavor and many professionals are brought on board. A project manager staffs the project. They develop a work plan and coordinate daily between the different members of the team. Project managers require a deep knowledge of the architectural process so that they're able to communicate with all parties involved in the project and solve problems and it is through understanding of the architectural process that they'll be able to lead the different members of the team. Interior designers should not be mistaken as decorators. In large-scale projects, interior designers play a crucial role, the one that will most intimately shape the experience of the building's occupants. Interior designers determine the arrangement of non-burying walls and doors. They select materials and finishes. They place power outlets and design lighting. And in, in some cases, they also choose furniture. Now, we go to the outside, to the landscape architects. Landscape architects design outdoor spaces like parks and gardens, as well as certain structures within those areas. Landscape architects require many skills, the same as architects, but have additional ones like the stormwater management, planting design, and sustainable planning. Frederick Law Olmsted the design of, the New, of New York City's Central Park was the first person to use the title Landscape Architect. So now you might be wondering, what role does an architect play? Architects play three key roles. They consult, they document, and construct. An architect will consult with their clients to determine their clients' requirements and prepare drawings and specifications of the concept. The designs must comply with building and safety 
local planning regulations and restrictions. Regular client meetings are involved in discussing design proposals. After understanding the client's requirements, the architect captures the design on paper. They create detailed drawings with computer-aided design technology or CAD technology. This is to ensure the feasibility of the design. Many CAD softwares are available and it's really up to the preference of an architect or entrance to use, but the end result should be the creation of detailed drawings. Though there may be several revisions and redrawings of the design to meet the client's needs, once the design is approved, the drawings will now be translated into construction instructions and technical specifications for construction experts to use on sites. Then during construction, the architect visits the site and meets with the construction crew to oversee the design, the signing off of various pieces of work, negotiating with contractors if needed, and resolving any problems that arise. They ensure that all the walls are straight and that the design is followed to the T. Before we talk about how a person can become an architect, we'll talk about a few characteristics of a person who can become an architect. A person has to be a smart person. Not that not smart people cannot become good architects, it's just a good foundation. This is because architects need to have a strong understanding of all building disciplines, including structural, electrical, and mechanical. You have to be willing to work hard. Being dedicated to your career is an important factor in any profession, but there's an exception with architecture. You have to be willing to put in a lot of your time. This could mean long office hours or even working at home. This is to ensure perfection because every project needs to be safe and sturdy. A person who can become an architect or who has characteristics to be an architect needs to be a problem solver. You have to be able to solve problems and meet your client's needs. This may come through through arranging different rooms or, or structural issues. When designing, you encounter different problems and you have to be able to solve them. You will also need to have good negotiation skills. Having excellent and good communication and negotiation skills will allow you to present your vision in a professional manner that can be understood by all and you'll be able to give presentations comfortably. This will help you to pitch ideas to clients and bids on prospective jobs. You also need to be a creative thinker. One of the most important qualities of being an architect is creativity. 
while staying within the lines of safety regulations you have to design spaces that are all inspiring and this can be done through creative thinking you also have to have a scientific mind architecture is a combination of art and science an architect must be able to understand how different materials and components work together and which ones do not work together this will help in creating a building that is safe sound and lasting architects must know and have knowledge of a wide array of topics this happens indirectly through the profession when you're designing different buildings that have certain specifics and you'll have to understand the flow of the buildings or just the culture of the people that you're designing for you also need to have knowledge of business marketing real estate sustainable building and construction and lastly you have to have a love for nature architects get inspiration from nature and you also need to be able to incorporate your building or your design in nature one of the famous architects such as uh, frank lord wright led the way in teaching architects that their designs shouldn't interrupt the natural world but rather they should follow the curves of nature and even enhance its beauty it does take time to become an architect you must first earn an undergraduate degree from an accredited university the duration averages about five years schools in zambia that offer architecture are information and communications university and trinity university which are both in Lusaka, and the copper belt university in gateway currently no university in zambia offers master's programs in architecture so if a person in zambia would want to do a master's program in architecture they'd have to go and attend a university outside the country standards vary from country to country but in zambia to be a registered architect one firstly has to get their undergraduate degree after which they work for two years under a registered architect at this point they'll be eligible to seek for a professional competence exam when they pass the pce exam or the professional competence exam one gets registered and licensed and will be able to now practice architecture this means that they'll be able to submit joints to the local authority with their names stamped on them so it's not a straightforward thing you first earn your undergraduate degree and then work under a registered architect so that you understand how industry works because industry and university are very different a special thanks goes to masterclass Sherry Little from my move, Forbes Home and the Royal Architecture Institute of Canada. The 
Curious Arc is an Anchor podcast and you can listen to this podcast on Anchor FM, Google Podcast and Spotify. This week's episode was written and produced by me, Mtazim Nyumbili. And you can find the official pages for the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at The Curious Arc. Until next week, you never know something that you